When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome to Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter, he's Mike Clement, Ole Miss Baseball Hitting Coach. Hey, buddy. Hey, good to hear from you again. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. The batteries are recharged. Calendar says 2023. Today, as we speak, it's 38 degrees, and Ooh. it's baseball season. Yep. You know that it's baseball season in Oxford, Mississippi, when it's really friggin' cold outside, and it doesn't look like you're supposed well, to be playing baseball. And here's the thing. Yesterday, woke up, and you know it's like 65 degrees and sunny, and so I'm like, well, we got to be a ways away, right? But today, now today seems like opening day. What's coming up for y'all? What's the schedule looking like preseason wise? So all of our all of our guys are back. The the, the screwy thing uh, from a baseball calendar perspective is the rules say you can start um, what they call skill instruction with your guys, which is like eight hours a week of baseball activity, either January fifteenth or when school starts, whichever comes first. So the schools that start like their semester, their spring semester, uh, January 9th, let's say, they can start in that skill instruction window. Uh, If your school doesn't start before the 15th, you can start the 15th. So anyway, long story, we will start the 15th with skill instruction, which is Sunday night. Um, But all of our guys are back taking a winter intercession class. They're able to work out in the weight room, use our facilities, uh, we're just not locked in there with them. And so uh, Sunday Sunday we get to start. And then I think whatever that – three weeks before opening day, I think it's Friday the 27th, January 27th, we start inter-squads. That's the universal start practice day where it's full-fledged, full steam ahead. What's the health right now of the entire roster? Uh, completely healthy outside of Mallets, which obviously – well, I take that back. Mallets and uh, Riley Maddox. Those, those two guys we won't have this year. Um, other than that, um, some of the guys that were banged up this fall, everybody's healthy. Jacob Gonzalez is, is full go. Um, Anthony Calarco, who is out all fall, transferred from Northwestern, first baseman, is full go. Um, so other than the two arms that everybody knew about, um, I think we're, I think knock on wood, we're, we're, we're fully healthy. As far as Calarco goes, what do you want to see out of him? Um, because he's such a big part, potentially, of your lineup, yeah. first base, middle of the order guys. So what do you want to see from him, particularly in the lead-up to the season? 
Yeah, I think as much as anything, um, the, the the psychological part of it for me with him is is the most important. And he's got a ton of college at bats under his belt. I just he just needs to get bats under his belt. No matter success, failure. Obviously, you'd rather have success. I'm talking about in the inner squads leading up to to opening day. He just needs to get bats under his belt because he hasn't had a bats off live arm since Northwestern season was over back in May. Um, so he just needs to see live pitching. And and if I'm being honest, I'm not overly concerned with him hitting balls out of the yard, which would be great in those settings, but he just needs to see live hitting. He's had enough college at bats under his belt in a power five conference. Granted, it's not the SEC, but um, he just, I'm most concerned. And I told him this, I'm just really honest with him that man, he goes two for 15 opening weekend against Delaware and starts to get in his own head. As we've talked about plenty before, baseball's such a mental sport that um, he just, you know, he just needs to go be comfortable. And I think the good thing with our lineup is I don't think he's going to have to hit in the three hole. So I think we're going to be able to protect him a little bit. Um, and he's, he's going to be in a good spot where he's going to get some good pitches to hit. We should have base runners on and um, somebody hitting behind him. I don't know who that is that um, people fear a little bit. So, I don't think he's going to have as much on his plate. Well, I know he's not going to have as much on his plate as far as expected production goes as he did at Northwestern. And so I hope that that allows him to be comfortable and, and settle in and get going. Who are you most intrigued to follow in this preseason? Guys maybe that you want to see a little bit out of. They showed something in the fall during the inter-squad season, and now, man, if they could do this. The, the first guy that comes to mind when you pose the question that way is Groff. And, and we've talked about him before. Um, I'm super excited about him, and I don't want to put too much on him, but uh, I think he's really good. I think we, we kind of struck gold with him in the portal. And, um, I think he's he's a pretty special player. Uh, there's not a whole – I think he fits the mold um, of, of, like, Justin Bench. He's not as versatile of a defender as Bench was, meaning he, he's not going to play the infield, but just a really tough out, not a ton of swing and miss to him, um, no ego. Uh, probably not the guy that people are going to game plan against. But then after the series is over, a huge pain. Like, always on base, can't get him out. Um, always on base with Gonzo up. Yeah. he's uh, Our fans are going to love watching him play. He's a, he's a really good player. Well, with Josh Mallett's now, you know, a few months removed or weeks removed from the Tommy John surgery, what have the discussions been amongst the coaching staff in regards to how you make up for that lost production on the back end of the bull? Yeah, it stinks. It stinks because, because as you know, like, you didn't have to watch us play this ball. You only had to have seen us last, last year to know that he was going to shut down games at the end. Um, that was going to be his role. Um, and so that, that changes things a little bit from that perspective. If you – I mean, some of some of what's going to happen here, those three weeks of inner squads will dictate who, who who's at the back end. The good thing is, I think we have a ton of flexibility with Jack Doherty um, because he's kind of proven that he can fill. He's kind of an X factor. He can fill any role we need him in. He could easily shut down games and be, I think, one of those dominant closers. Uh, he has been electric, uh, but also he's earned the right to start. Obviously, his last start is one of the most memorable, um, well, shoot, probably it's not too much to say in, in the school's history to, to start that championship series against Oklahoma. So I think, I think he's kind of an X factor 
on what we do, you know, because Xavier Rivas could certainly throw on the weekend, the transfer uh, left-hander. Uh, but I think Dorby is kind of that swing guy that we have to figure out. Do we put put him on the back end or is he in a starter role? I think he's one of those two. And wherever he fits in, that kind of swings what we, what we do on the back end. The other guy that's really helpful uh, from a depth standpoint that's had a lot of success is Mason Nichols. Um, you know, because he's kind of one of those swing guys, too, that maybe in kind of a similar role as what he was at the end of last year where he gets the ball in the fifth or sixth inning and gets the ball to who's ever closing. Um, but he's completely poised and competitive and all of that. So I think he kind of pitch anywhere as well. It kind of sounds like you need the rotation to get settled first because guys who don't make the rotation can obviously be candidates to be the back end of the bullpen guys. I think that's accurate. And I think I think we have some some awesome options for that as well, obviously. Um, you know, Elliot's in there. Uh, and, and like we talked about before, I think Grayson Sanye is probably in there. I don't want to overstep bounds as a hitting coach, which I often do on your podcast. Um <laughs> But well, I, I okay, Sarnia hold on, probably... hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you mean to tell me five and laugh are in there going, "Hey, didn't want you to say that on Ben's podcast." Come on. I don't know that they would necessarily say that, but I'm going to say something. And there's, I'm going to look on Twitter like at four o'clock this afternoon. There's going to be a huge picture on your Twitter of Sanye pitching in an inner squad from this fall, and, and say like, "Man, they're depending on him." But if he throws like he did this fall. We're going to have a hard time keeping him out of the weekend. Uh, All right, hold on. Can you pause for a second? I'm going to write that down. That's going to be the headline. Uh, Of course you are. Okay, yeah. Of course you are. Yeah. Um, But anyway, like, yeah, I think there's some real options. And and it sounds odd to say this because of how last year ended, but I think we collectively as a staff feel much better about our pitching staff as we sit here right now than we did 365 days ago. Like, I I feel like there's some more defined roles just because of the experience that we have back from – from a handful of guys, whereas, you know, we didn't know. We knew Hunter Elliott was good last year at this time, but shoot, Gunnar Hoagland was really good too. Uh, but their their freshman years were drastically different as far as production goes. It's a lot easier to figure out these problems fresh off of a national championship, by the way. Uh, I mean, it's, it's easier to figure out marital problems. <laughs> uh, yeah, all, all, um, disciplining children uh, in the house. Uh, finances, all the, all the things are, uh, you know, it's a little easy, you know, where to eat on the square, all of those things, those decisions become a little bit easier with, uh, with the national championship. Well, I joke, but I, I bring it up for a particular reason. Cause when you think about this team and how it's currently constructed and last year's team, I know it's going to sound crazy because Kevin Graham and Tim Oko and Justin Bench were all back to anchor anchor yeah. um, your lineup. But I feel like from top to bottom, this team is in a better place. Not saying it's going to have the same kind of success because it might not, but this right. team is is better in a better place going into the preseason than last year. Just because top to bottom, y'all had a lot of question marks, especially with pitching that y'all don't have this year, even with Josh being on the shelf. Yeah, I think I don't I don't think that's overstating anything. Like it's, it's especially uh, total team. Um, it's hard offensively. I, I think we're going to be really good. I really do. Um, and so I think we'll be on par with what we've been the last five years offensively, which is really good. One of the best offenses in, in our league. I believe that. Um, the hard part is those guys were just so solid, you know, just because of the at-bats, the experience um, and all of that. And, you know, I guess there's still somewhat of a question mark with 
with some of the guys we'll put in there, but they're certainly talented enough. So, um, no, I, I don't, I don't think that's a, that's a reach for, uh, to, to agree with, with that statement at all, just because I, I think we're in a better spot pitching wise and roles wise right now than we were a year ago. Ole Miss fans, basketball season is heating up for both the men's and women's basketball teams. Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate. Or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 to sign up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today with the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. When I'm talking about younger guys that could step up this preseason, I could bring up a handful, but I want to hear from the hitting coach himself. Who are some guys that really pique your interest that could step up and be guys that could be major contributors that we're not talking about enough right now? Yeah, some some of the young guys uh... – that I think have, have a, have a real chance. The first guy that comes to mind is Will Furness. Um, so the son of Eddie Furness, who was super decorated, one of the best players to ever play in the SEC um, back in the, I think mid to late nineties uh, for LSU. Uh, I think he, he, he's an advanced bat. It's a left-handed bat that I think will fill some of the, some of the DH at bats early on. And I think we're in a position with some of these young guys that I'm going to mention from a lineup standpoint to where, it's not going back to 17, which we talked about off air, of the Dillard, Kessinger, Zabowski, Cooper, Johnson, where we put all those freshmen in our lineup out of necessity. Um, and it didn't go well because we forced all those guys 
to be guys. I think it's more in the mold of the next year with Tyler Keenan, where he was able to hit in the seven hole and be comfortable or the, the year after that in 19 with Kevin Graham, that hit 10 home runs as a freshman was a freshman all American where he could hit down in the bottom of the order. I think we're more in that position with, with roster makeup and all of that, where we can get furnace summit bats and put him in a position to have success to where he can have success. But so it's furnace. Um, Nathan Fink had a really good fall, right-handed hitter outfielder with some juice. Um, Judd Udermark, is another guy who was down part of the fall with a, with an injury he had to his non-throwing shoulder um, in, in high school. Um, but another guy that's a corner corner infielder that I think has some juice. And then, and then maybe a couple of, of guys that we probably don't talk about a lot that, uh, that aren't freshmen um, like Reagan Burford, who had plenty of at bats last year, but had a really, had a really good fall. Uh, Mason Morris, freshman from Tupelo, Bo Gatlin, junior college transfer that is from Oxford. So all of those guys had had really good falls. It's just a matter of getting them at bats on a team that has a lot of at bats under their belt and a lot of guys that you feel like you can kind of pencil in. So it's going to be it's going to be important for us to to find ways to get guys at bats. Yeah, that's a really good point. Guys. I mean, there's so many cases. Tim Elko is the obvious case, and it's not fair because I'm not comparing any of these guys to Tim Elko. But Tim Elko had a bad freshman year, right? And then he becomes yeah. one of the dudes. So it's not out of the realm of possibility at all to see like a Reagan Burford, Nathan Fink, whoever it might be, bust out yep. because in baseball, that's just what happens. No question. And that's the thing. Like Tim Elko, his freshman and sophomore year – I mean, was he came in decorated, but like walked on eggshells. I think he would say it if, if, if he were on this podcast with us, just kind of walked on eggshells and, and, you know, everybody knows the story. Um, he wasn't Tim Elko had a really good start to the COVID year. And then was the, was the dude, everybody knows the story from then on out, but you're right. Like sometimes it takes guys some time for whatever reason, because of the mental part, because of the structure of our program, because we coach him hard, all of those things. Sometimes it's hard, in particular for hitters, uh, to come in and have success because you're in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, for all those reasons, sometimes it takes some time and some at-bats to become a dude. So that's why when I look at potential breakout candidates, I'm looking at TJ McCann's, and people might go, wait, what? Is it? what? He's a known commodity. Not really. Yeah. Because there's no, so I, much upside left for good, him. That's a good one. And, it, and it, you know, there he – he has a chance to have a really good year because he's going to be in our lineup. He has a lot of at-bats under his belt. It's been a little bit inconsistent for a lot of different reasons. You know, some on the field, some off. We've talked about, obviously, his mom being sick and passing away and and, and all of that. But I, I think for a lot of different reasons, he's primed to have a really good year. From a purely baseball standpoint, where can he grow? Is it going the other way a little bit more? Is it taking more walks? Is it, is it shrinking the strike zone? Like, where can he really improve offensively? Yeah, all of those things are key. I think for him, it's, it's you know, can he use the whole field? Can he swing and miss a little bit less? Um, can he get closer to one-to-one walks and strikeouts? And for a lot of guys, I'm not overly concerned with the punch-outs. Tim Elko struck out 85 times yeah. last year, but he hit 25 home runs. So, like, we never said a word to Tim about swing and miss. If you're going to hit matter. over 20 home runs, yeah. you just swing and miss as much as you want. And uh, But TJ's not that guy, you know, because – He's got the ability to change the game on the base pads. Um, he's our best base stealer. Um, and so it, for him, on base percentage is, 
is 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 at a at a premium. You know, we we need that to happen for him. Um, and I think he's capable of all of those things. So um, I think I think a fresh start to this season. I I, I think it's a it's a really good call by you to, to, to say that he's potentially a, a breakout type guy. When you're sitting there watching film with him, evaluating the tape with him, where are the areas where you yep. are? Right, see that right there? That That's where you got to clean that up. Is it chasing a particular pitch? I mean, what what is it that's really giving him the most trouble? Yeah, so fastball's at the top of the zone. He's got kind of the traditional left-handed swing that's got a little loop in it, which is okay. Um, but it's about laying off fastballs at the top of the zone and then chasing breaking balls outside the zone. And so he's always going to have a little bit of that. And he does have some juice, right? Like he's going to hit some home runs. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to take that, don't want to take that away from him. Um, but oftentimes him getting on base is just as important just because of his athleticism, ability to steal bases. Uh, and then even just the threat of the stolen base is going to get whoever's hitting behind him, good pitches to hit. Um, so all those things are important with him being on base, as opposed to a guy like Elko with him, him getting on first base, it's not as big a deal. No one thinks he's going to steal a base. Um, and we're fired up to have him on base, but it's just a different animal with a guy like my camps on base. This is literally going to be way too inside baseball, but I'm curious. And this is just for the nerd in me. So when a left-handed hitter like McCants, who's got upside, crazy upside, he's like a lottery ticket. When you see the loop in his swing and it's okay because that's just how he hits. Right. But I, do you, I mean, is it tempting to try to coach him out of that? How do you how do you balance the whole? This is what he needs to be. This is where he needs to improve, but not changing his game completely, making him uncomfortable and tanking him. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's good. yeah, yeah, complete sense, and it makes and it makes sense, and it's it's a hard balance from a coaching standpoint. For me, my default is to change approach. Like, hey man, we got to take that fastball at the top of the zone, even if they're going to call it a strike on that day. Uh, give them that strike and get something from mid-thigh down because that's where you can do damage with your swing. I'm way more inclined to talk about that with his swing um, as opposed to completely overhauling the mechanic of his swing. We'll do a little bit of that, but um, I like his swing and bat speed and all of that. He just has to do a better job of um, swing selection, like picking picking his pitches to swing at or not swing at. Yeah, I was going to say pitch selection then. That's the problem. Just what, like yep. where you can do your most damage when it's coming down and in on you and you can golf exactly. that thing out of here. Yeah. That's right. Has there That's ever right. been a guy like that you completely overhauled his mechanics at Ole Miss and he took off in, in a way? Yeah. Good good question. So what, what I would say most of the time, like in the recruiting process, when I'm talking to a kid and his parents is, hey, we're, we're, we're Ole Miss. And so, and it's not just here. I don't want to sound super arrogant with that, but. We want, Shit, I we're do. We're the defending national champions, Clem. Screw that. <laughs> we're, we're recruiting you to step in and play. And so we obviously have either done a really, really poor job of recruiting if we have to completely overhaul your swing. Um, and, and it's not going to give you the ability. It's going to take time. The one guy, the one exception to that, where I feel like we completely overhauled his swing is Cooper Johnson. Um, mm. I have a lot of fulfillment in him because he was so good defensively that's why we recruited him. He plays a premium defensive position, and he is elite at that. Um, and but he couldn't hit, and admittedly, uh, he he couldn't hit. And so we did. We completely overhauled, and he struggled for his first couple of years. But I got a ton of fulfillment. And again, these numbers aren't going to sound like crazy good, but that guy hit 275 with seven or eight home runs his junior year, and I feel like he worked his tail off with his swing 
overhauling his swing to get to that point. Um, I know I was really, really proud of, of that his junior year because I felt like he worked his tail off to get there redoing his swing. What, what was his swing? What did it look like originally? It was bad. It was bad. He was super narrow, kind of jumped at the ball. Um, bat lagged a ton. Um, he just had to shorten up. He's super strong. So we had to widen him out a little bit um, and just use that strength and, and really work at like the path of his swing. Um, and so that was really the only one since I've been here. Now I've been at other places where we can't recruit the player that we can here where we had to do that. But here um, we probably coach approach way more than we coach the mechanic. Not that we don't coach the mechanic. We obviously do, but with these guys, a lot of times they're ready from a mechanical standpoint, and it's just the way baseball is taught now. Most of these guys have had a swing coach early in their life and all of that, that we, we coach the approach probably, you know, 70% in the, the mechanic of the swing closer to 30%. Well, how does a guy like Cooper Johnson, who was a highly ranked kid, perfect game, loved him, did all the showcases and stuff, has yeah. all the best high no school and developmental coaches he can get, have that bad of a swing? Is it just bad habits and just stubbornness? <laughs> uh there's probably a little bit of that and, and like not to go too deep into it. He didn't have a ton of swing coaches and all of that just because of, uh, again, lack, the of, lack of money. It was a sing, single parent home with just mom. Um, and he probably didn't go through a ton of that, even though he was super, super gifted. And you're right. Like highly ranked prospect, unbelievable defensive catcher. And a lot of that was God given. And he was just really, really good with that, but he hadn't been, taught the swing as much as most of our guys have or maybe any of them well sorry about that folks i went way too inside baseball that was probably only interesting to me and clem but it was interesting to me so i don't care so is there a different air before we get out of here a different air about the team now that you're walking in as the defending champs i think because of of who the boss is here there's always an air of confidence around this program at least since i've been here sure um but yeah i think i think guys walk around a little different um we got a lot of guys back that hoisted up a trophy in June, and if that doesn't fill your bucket a little bit, you might want to check your heartbeat. So um, I do think guys walk around with a little different swagger to them, um, and they should. They should walk around yeah. with their chest out because every time they walk down the hill to our to our stadium, I don't know when the last time you drove by was, but there's a big big sign on top of the front gate that says, 2022 national champion. So oh, no, that's got to feel pretty it. good. I know. Yeah. I know. It, I know it does for me when I pull my car in and park. Uh, there, there isn't a day that goes by where I'm not walking in this office and look up at that thing. So, um, and they should. I they should. There's, there's certainly a balance of, um, hey, we, this is a new year and all of that, but it's not a balance of you got to forget about that. Uh, there's, there should be pride in that, and you should be able to use that. Well, everything is different to me. The conversations we have are different because the conversations we used yeah. to have are based on the hope and upside of, oh, well, if this happens, we could get there. No, now Ole Miss has gotten right. there. And it's just, it's a different that's right. approach completely. There's no question. There's no question. And, that, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And I think you got to be careful how you use it. But, oh, my gosh, it's, it's the pinnacle of, of what you try to do every year. So to have done that, and, and I know with Fresno State's coach retiring just like last month, there's there's seven active head coaches that have won a national championship. Seven. So That's crazy. Uh, I don't know how many schools there are, something like 300. So uh, there aren't many guys playing college baseball right now that, that have a national championship ring, and we got 20 of them or whatever it is, half of our team. So 
um, yeah, it's different and it should be different. And, uh, and it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Mike's got to be doing that. Like Vince McMahon straw into Swayze field every day, you know? Well, it's he's, like uh, he's, he's kind of always had that a little bit of a strut. A bit. I mean, you've seen him walk to the mound thousands of times in, in your time covering us. So he's always got that, that strut, but, uh, I, I don't want to speak for him because that's, that's, something uh you should never do if you know that guy but like yeah he feels pretty speaking good too so he's he he's certain he's certainly human i know he's had a lot more speaking engagements uh over the last six or seven months than than he's than he's had before you know i still get asked every day when i'm going to take bp with you yeah we need to do that we need to do that we do let we people know? down yeah i mean i think i think we got to be men of our word yeah well, I mean, it'll be good for you because you'll just get to embarrass the stupid fat ginger. But, like, for me, I'm going to go down swinging on, like, three cake balls right down the middle, for Christ's sake. You know? Just just swing as hard as you can. You never know. That's why he's the hitting coach, the Ole Miss hitting coach, Mike Clement. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. <laughs> you got it, brother. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.